I just want to jump in really quickly to ask a very important favour. We know that most of you who listen to No Bullshit Leadership haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite podcast player. This is how the podcast grows. And even though we've already got a pretty decent global following, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. We started this podcast over five years ago with the lofty ambition of improving the quality of leaders globally. So if you've got any benefit at all from listening to the podcast, I'd ask you to just take a moment, literally a moment, to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite player. The world needs more no-bullshit leaders, and you can help us to make that happen. Back to the episode. Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership, or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more. Access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 100 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, Where To From Here, our 100th episode special. Today, we're going to take a quick breather from our normal content and talk about all things your CEO mentor related. We get heaps of emails and messages from people saying, Marty and M, please keep the episodes coming. So we'll talk about the successes and failures of our first almost two years of operation and our bold plans for the future. M may tell the story of how she actually convinced me to set up your CEO mentor with her in the first place. And we're going to take a behind the scenes look at how I landed my book publishing deal in the US and chat about my plans to relocate to the US in 2021. If you love the podcast, I'm sure you'll find this pretty interesting. So let's get into it. Em, how are you doing? 
Hello, happy birthday to us. I know <laughs> it. Um, it's crazy, 100 episodes. I honestly didn't even know if we'd make it past 50, so I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, absolutely, Em. And uh, without being self-congratulatory, I think it's important for us to just step back and let our listeners know what we've got planned for the future uh, and how we're going to take even bigger steps to try and improve the quality of leaders globally. Absolutely. And we did an episode, I should have actually looked this up before we started recording, but we did an episode on behind the scenes of how we make No Bullshit Leadership. And we had so much feedback after that one saying, we loved seeing what happens behind the scenes, do another episode like that. So we thought this was the perfect opportunity. Um, I had a couple of ideas of what we do for our 100th episode, but it seemed really fitting that we would kind of talk about where we've been and where we're going because it's, it's incredibly exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, it all started with you. So um, why don't you start with telling uh, everyone how you actually got me into this in the first place? How I got you into this. Totally, totally <laughs> did. Before before you came along, this was going to just be a side gig where I released a couple of podcast episodes and wrote a few blogs. Okay, it wasn't even going to be that. Uh, I remember when we first started talking, it was about in 2016, and I was having all these dramas at work, um, you know, pretty much in tears on on the phone to you every single week about something that my boss was doing. And, you know, it really, it was so frustrating for me um, that I was trying to be a really high performer and, um, you know, do the best for the organization and for my team and for my clients. And there were just so many politics and so many issues with the leadership. Um, And it wasn't just the organization that I was working in. It was, you know, organizations before that. And so I remember us saying, you know, there's got to be something we can do to help other leaders who just don't know how to lead. And I remember you saying, oh, you know, I'll write a book. You know, I've been thinking about it for a while. I'd love to write a book on leadership. And I kind of laughed and I said, you, you, don't write a, you can't write a book. You know, no one reads books anymore. You've got to do something that's digital, you know, something that is going to be global, something that is going to be easily accessible for people of my age, um, not just people who read business books, because at the time I, I wasn't reading business books. Um, and so that's really where it started in, in 2016, us kind of going back and forth about what kind of mediums we could use potentially to to get all of your leadership knowledge out of your head and into the hands of the people who needed it most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, at the time I was thinking, you know, well, will I get another CEO gig? Maybe. Uh, but you did convince me based on what I realised my impact needed to be in the world and how I could realise that with you. So uh, a great story, right? Um, but now I've had to adapt to running a micro business. Um, and it's very different when you're running a company with a couple of billion dollars on the balance sheet to play with. Um I mean, let's face it, I can't just turn around now and say, hey, just throw that to the legal department and get them to give us an opinion or, um, or go and yeah, get the CFO to run this analysis for us. I just can't do that anymore. Um, but we've, yeah, we've managed to make okay in a, in a very small business, haven't we? So let's, let's just talk about the future of the podcast because people are pretty interested to know, can this material keep on coming? Um, and I think when I started, the spreadsheet had maybe 25 or 30 episodes planned. And I said, on this M, we will launch our empire. Um, but, um, but we were also going into probably the most crowded space on the planet, right? Leadership development. Um, this was definitely not what I learned by reading Blue Ocean Strategy, um, going into a super, super crowded market. And I think initially I just said, well, let's, let's just give it a crack for six months and see what happens, um, and put the content out there and see if it resonates with anyone. 
Uh, and if it doesn't, no harm, no foul, I'll go back and get a job. Um, if it does, then we're going to be impacting people all over the world. So let's see how we go. And then, of course, you had the um, the background in producing a podcast because you put um, The Artful Trader together, didn't you? That's right. Yeah. So just going back quickly to your Blue Ocean strategy, I remember actually sitting down and and you know trying to put together a Blue Ocean strategy in relation to other competitors that I saw in the in the space and it was actually quite difficult because um obviously we didn't have products at that point so we couldn't I couldn't really articulate what our point of difference was or was going to be um but it everyone who we speak to says that what we bring to market is incredibly unique you know so that has been really interesting when I sat down to actually do a blue ocean strategy. I couldn't articulate it, but it's what we've ended up creating. Going back to yes, the Artful Trader. So that's actually what got me to think about the podcast initially. Um, when I was working in marketing agency land, one of my final projects was putting together a podcast for a stock trading broking company, and that was that was really eye-opening for me in terms of how to actually put a podcast together. It gave me so much confidence and I could actually see uh, the impact that it would have and the way that we would be able to impact people from all over the world by having a podcast. And I don't even think you had listened to a podcast before I suggested it, had you? Uh, Probably not. I think the app was dormant on my iPhone. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was that was really interesting for me because I, I kind of thought, yes, this is what I really want to do. Your speaking and, um, you know, the way you storytell and explain concepts, I knew that I wanted to get that out into the world. And I just thought this was the perfect channel for it. And, um, you know, turned out to be true. <laughs> it turned out to be a really uh, brilliant uh, content channel for us to go into. Uh, it's obviously doing really well now. So that's that's good, <laughs> thankfully. So yeah, that's absolutely right. And we didn't know if anyone was going to listen. And in the first week, I think we had 132 downloads. That's 132, not 132,000, right? Uh, and they were sort of family, friends, fools, um, interested parties and voyeurs who knew I'd gone off on this new venture. Um, we had no advertising or marketing behind it. And by word of mouth, after six months, we started to get to the point where there was two or 3,000 downloads a week. And at the end of 12 months, we're getting sort of eight to 10,000 downloads a week. And, you know, we've had weeks where over 20,000 downloads in that week have, have taken place. So in terms of impact, uh, which is what drives me, if I think about the relative impact I could have as chief executive of a large business uh, compared to the impact that I can have by putting this podcast out and getting it picked up in 70 countries, there's just no comparison. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely made the right choice there, right? Yeah, and I think we... It, we, the timing was really fortuitous as well because it was just before everyone had a podcast and I, I use air quotes there because you see so many new podcasts coming out every day and it's brilliant. I think it's such a, a fantastic format, but we did kind of get in there before the huge rush of podcasts. So we were able to really start to build our place within the charts, get that following globally. And, you know, now we're, we're a, a chart constant in you know business and careers um you know spotify has us in business and tech education uh so yeah it's it's brilliant because it shows that we are consistently creating content that people are getting value out of and that is really the aim of the game if people do nothing else except listen to our free podcast we are happy oh totally totally and um 
And look, I mean, ultimately, from the 25 or 30 episodes that I started with on the chalkboard, we're, we're now at 100, right? And I always said to you, I want to be just like Scott Adams. And for those of our listeners who don't know who Scott Adams is, he was the creator of the Dilbert cartoon strip. And after years and years of producing these cartoons, he was being interviewed once and the interviewer asked him, Scott, how do you keep coming up with just these sensational ideas time after time? Scott Adams said, once my cartoon strip became popular, every morning my inbox would be absolutely flooded with emails that all began, Dear Scott, you wouldn't believe what happened at my work. And then I just turned that into a three-frame cartoon. And so I think we, we have relied on and will rely more in the future on these great questions that come in from our listeners, because I look at some of them and I go, oh, gee, I hadn't thought of that. That's a great question. Um, and so that's driven, you know, sort of the changes in our formats a little bit as well. Yeah, and I think the changes in format, I was emailing back and forth with one of our longtime listeners, Tim, last week, and we were kind of talking about that change in format. I just want us to keep evolving with, you know, trying different things that might be interesting to people. So the live mentoring sessions, that was just uh, one day I thought, you know, there's some amazing content that goes into those uh, sessions and those really natural conversations. I wonder what people would think if we put them on the podcast and they've gone really, really well. So really it's just about testing things that the audience may like and the Q and A's that you and I do and the live mentoring sessions have, have been really good. We're also pre COVID. We were actually just about to launch an interview series with CEOs and, you know, brilliant business people um, where you were going to interview them about, you know, no bullshit leadership topics and, and get into the nitty gritty with them. I still want to do that, but I really want to do it in person. Um, that's probably one of the main reasons why we've held off. But, you know, I just want to keep trying things, testing things and, and making really fun content and not just, not being boring, <laughs> not just staying the same and getting boring. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely one of our values, isn't it? And yeah, so look, I agree. Um, those interviews would be great when they come to. The first interviewee I had lined up, who's a very high profile uh, chief executive in Australia, uh, was all lined up to go and then COVID-19 hit. And um, he wasn't in one of those industries that massively benefited from COVID-19. He wasn't running a toilet paper manufacturing business. Um, he's been pretty tied up since then, let me tell you. Mm, yeah, we'll get there. Oh, totally, totally, yeah. But it's all, about, it's all about just keeping this content coming out and making it relevant and practical and timely for all of our listeners. So hopefully, guys out there, uh, we're doing that. You know, obviously, in terms of the business model, it's hilarious because quite often uh, my close colleagues who I work with in the corporate sector will say to me, Mate, I'm so glad your podcast is going so well, but how do you make money? Um, and those who don't know me so well have asked those people who are close to me, how's Marty making any money out of this? So I think, you know, one of the things that, that you and I spoke about in terms of podcasts is a lot of podcasters make money out of advertising when the podcast becomes very popular. And if you listen to a, a Joe Rogan interview at any point in time, the first, I don't know, six or seven minutes now is all ads. Um, so, uh, so, you know, we've got that dilemma do we advertise to bring money in directly through the podcast or do we keep the podcast clean and then you know, let it back into our other products where we do make money? I think I'm still really on the fence with that because the, we, you know, as you know, Marty, we've had so many people contact us to sponsor an episode or you know, a month's worth of sponsorship or whatever it is. And the money is good, but 
I, you know, we, we're in agreement on this. We don't ever want to spruik a product that we don't use or that we don't think would be valuable to our listeners. Um, that would just be so against our no bullshit ethos. Mm, so I'm not saying that advertising won't happen in the future. It might, if it makes sense. And if it's a product that we love and that we genuinely think will help leaders. I mean, of course, like that is perfect synergy. Uh, but there just hasn't been the opportunity that's come up yet that I have felt has been in that ilk. So I don't know. Watch this space. If we do ever advertise a product that isn't ours, you'll know that it's because we actually genuinely recommend it or use it ourselves. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I think the fact that we got to 100 episodes and we're getting um, this much activity on the podcast without um, succumbing to the advertising dollar uh, is probably a good sign that we are serious about that. So we'll see how we go. But obviously, you know, the, the key product for us is leadership beyond the theory, which is the online program. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of people listen to the podcast in the car or on the train uh, on their way to work, on their commute. And that's awesome because they can take in some stuff, get some positive things in their head before they go to work. But the people that really change are the ones that commit to doing the program and actually get through that, you know, seven seven or eight weeks of, you know, intense um, study on these leadership concepts with the practical tools that help you to implement them. Um, and so that's, you know, that's where we put most of our focus because that's where we see the real change in people. Yeah. And it's it's my favorite part of this whole company because I get to know all of the leaders so well and just really watching them change and helping them through bits and pieces in their leadership career, getting them out the other end and having them go, wow, you know, this has really been career changing. Like there's nothing like that. It is such an incredible feeling. Um, it's probably a good idea for me to plug the fact that we are having, uh, we're starting our September cohort very soon. So um, 31st of August is when the, the next one will start. So if you're keen on finding out more about that, just go over to our website, yourceomentor.com forward slash program. Good. I love the way you did that in because that was just right on the back of us saying we're not going to advertise. I'm a huge fan of irony, as you know. That was awesome. I will never, ever stop myself from uh, spruiking it when the opportunity arises because I just believe in it so much. I just love it. I know. I know. Yeah, it's, it is awesome. So um, so why don't we talk about the book? Because um, given that that's where I started and um, and I said, yeah, maybe I'll write a book, um, boy, uh, I'm almost at the end of uh, manuscript delivery now. And I've got to say, the journey was nothing like what I expected, absolutely nothing like what I expected. Mm. Um, but uh, but we're in such a good place now. It's it's incredible. So the journey started off uh, when I had a coffee with a close colleague of mine, Heather Lineker, who used to be the chief executive of Wiley in Australia. So she was the Wiley MD, and sort of late 2018, we'd only really just started the business and had a few podcast episodes out. But I wanted to get her expertise in how I might go about securing a book publishing deal because I didn't want to just self-publish and you know, give it away on the internet. So uh, I caught up with Heather and at the end of that conversation, having found out what I wanted to achieve and what was important to me, which was all about having impact on leaders across the globe, she said to me, look, you've got to publish in the US. If you can publish in the US, that can be distributed into other countries. If you publish in Australia, here's where it stays. Mm. So that sort of gave me the idea. And of course, my wonderful wife, Kathy, is American. So um, at some point, I decided that that was the path I'd go down. Now, you will remember a woman by the name of Laurie Ruderman, once again, a great person whose podcast, uh, Let's Fix Work, you pitched to get me on. Um, 
like ages and ages ago. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I actually remember as well, which is really funny, something had happened and the studio in Raleigh that you were meant to record the episode in, um, maybe it double booked or something. And so Laurie said, look, uh, maybe we can just do it via Zoom or I can't remember exactly what happened, but I, I said, no, you know, come on, he's, he's bought a flight. Let's just do it anyway. Um, and we ended up finding a place to do it, which was brilliant. And the episode is awesome. Um, but that's really how your relationship with Laurie started. And it, it almost didn't, which would have made a big difference to the book stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I was in I was in Raleigh, North Carolina for a day and it set me down this path, right? Because after we'd recorded the interview, Laurie and I were just chatting and she asked me what I was going to do in 2019. It was you know early January. And I said, well, I've got to get a hurry on with this book. Um, and we started talking about it and I said I wanted to publish in the US. And she said, oh, Marty, if, if you want to publish in the US, Nick Morgan is the guy for you. He is dead set genius. He is so well connected, so knowledgeable around the publishing industry and also the speaking circuit. And he's the guy that will help you to get this book out because he's doing that with me at the moment. So I contacted Nick and uh, one thing led to another. When I was back in the US a few months later, we spent a bunch of time together and we worked out that we actually had the basis for a book on leadership um, based on the sort of stuff we teach in Leadership Beyond the Theory. So um, uh, several months later, I ended up um, being signed by one of the top literary agents in New York, Jim Levine, uh, and we got a publishing contract with uh, Rosetta Books, which is uh, an imprint of Simon & Schuster. So we have the global distribution might of uh, Simon & Schuster behind us, which is sensational. So um, my manuscript is due on the 31st of August this year, but due to COVID and a few other things, um, we've decided to push publication back. We were going to publish in the US spring next year in sort of March, April. Uh, we're going to push it back to September now just because of COVID because I don't know what anyone else is doing in the world, but um, the Australian government isn't keen to see us get onto a plane to the US at this stage. I'm so glad that we made that decision too. We made it pretty early on in the piece um, and obviously publisher really had ultimate say over it, but they agreed with us that um, September 2021 was going to be the best time to do that. And for me, that's fantastic because that means I get to keep you in Australia for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And look, you know, ultimately, why would I want to go to the US? Um, Australia is by far the best country in the world to live in, even with the punitive taxes that we pay. That's uh, that's okay because um, <laughs> because it's just a great place to live and a great society. And, and I absolutely love it here. But the US is the big market, right? Um, that's the big game. Uh, I've got family and a lot of friends over there. And we can just have a much greater impact from that vantage point um, mm. and still service our global community. So that's really, um, you know, what's driving it. And I think it's a much better springboard also for the UK and Europe because we have so many listeners um, and, and so many students who are in the UK and Europe uh, and the US. So it, it sort of makes sense. Um, you know, between now and then, as you said, I'll be in Australia for longer. And um, um, as you well know, I do a lot of um, consulting work with CEOs and executive teams um, I do a lot of speaking engagements here, and I'll still do those in the US, but um, my time in Australia for those will draw to an end at some point. Yeah, and it's it's kind of bittersweet for me because obviously I'm, I'm not moving to the US. I, I've got my family here in Australia, and um, this is where I want to live. But I, I want to keep you here, but in the same breath, you know, when we started this business and we came up with our purpose of improving the quality of leaders globally – Everything we do goes through that filter. 
And if, you know, we've, you and I have had a, a couple of robust conversations since COVID. Um, <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> since COVID started about, you know, me saying, you know, maybe this is a sign not to go. And really, if we come back to our purpose, where can we best do that from? Where are we going to be able to reach even more people and impact their lives and make them, you know, better leaders, happier in their jobs, happier in their homes, better relationships with everyone around them? Really, the answer is in the US, um, you know, that's where we're going to get, so, you know, get, impact so many more people. So uh, selfishly, I want to keep you here, but I know that um, if we're living true to our purpose, that is what you have to do. Yeah, don't, don't worry. I'll spend plenty of time on both sides of the Pacific, but um, yeah, to all my to all my friends, loyal listeners and family over in the US, uh, I'm coming. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see as soon as we get a, uh, I, I guess it's going to take a vaccine to really make it happen, but uh yeah, we'll um we'll be there in short short order. Absolutely, and uh, you know, brilliant that we're working with so many of our Australian clients now. Before you go overseas, um, your time is going to be a little bit harder to get for our Aussie friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I love my clients over here. It's amazing because I've been able to get across so many different industries. Uh, I already had pretty diverse range of industries in my corporate background. But just the, the number of different industries uh, and different executives I've dealt with, it's just so incredibly exciting to see how many of these businesses are going so well and growing. So uh, yeah, I, I just love that work. Marty, is there anything else that you want to cover in this episode? Um, not really. I reckon that's it. I think that's been a pretty good fly over the top of uh, where we've come from and where we're going. Uh, and uh, just as a, as a last word to listeners, we're going to keep these things coming. Don't you worry. If I'm 89 years old in the nursing home, I'll still be trying to knock out a weekly episode. Don't worry about that. And and by the way, for those of you who wonder, that's 31 years away for me. So uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this going forever. Um, we think it's just such a great resource for people, and we love doing it. So yeah, don't worry. Just keep your questions coming, and we'll keep the answers going. Absolutely. And you can always send me any questions directly to emma at yourceomentor.com. Now, if you are still listening to this episode, I feel like it's been a pretty long one. You must be a true fan. So I would love for you guys to get involved in something for us this week to celebrate our 100th episode. I would love for you to go to your favorite episode or your most listened episode or even just this episode take a screenshot of it and post it on whatever social media channel you use, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, tag us so that we can see what you're loving and we can connect with you. Um, Word of mouth is our biggest growth channel, always has been, probably always will be. So sharing, um, you know, your favorite episode or the episode that you're listening to, it may really help another leader who's in need of some no bullshit leadership guidance. So I would love to see those, love to connect with you and chat with you and um, yeah, hear what kind of impact the podcast has had on you and your leadership career. Awesome, Em. Thanks for that. Well, that brings us to the end of a rather lengthy episode 100. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You know what our purpose is because we've said it so many times in this episode, but please take a couple of moments to rate and review the podcast. Uh, We're really, really grateful for those of you who've done that and shared it around your networks because that's how we reach more leaders. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode about talent retention. So until then, I know you take every opportunity you can to be a no-bullshit leader.